Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant. Uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. It is a Friday morning. It's the 17th of February. My nose itches, so that's a good thing. And this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Try to get it done, but the uh, telephone line is out this morning. We had quite a bit of rain, and it was a delayed reaction, and uh, just not working. The uh, 800 line is not working, so see so you and me and emails this morning. It'll give me one less thing to to mention. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is my email address. It's about 10 o'clock Central Time. And on Fridays, we do not have a guest. We generally, always, just have a one-on-one, you and me, talk about different things uh, in the world, in our life, and guests that we've had on, and experiments that Patrick is doing. I'm always experimenting with stuff. It's fun to experiment with the body, spiritual stuff, and dreams, and cool stuff. So, uh, we're going to get to a lot of uh, emails and get kind of got behind on many of those. So we'll do that this morning and uh, see where it all goes. Again, uh, good morning. It is the 17th and the email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com I I put a, a video of a cooking show pilot that we did uh, 43 years ago, 1980. Is that crazy? 43 years ago, I got got together some money with a few investors and had this idea to do a cooking show. And to put it in context, this was this was uh, before cooking shows were cool. This is way before cable and well right when cable was coming out but it was just local cable and a couple cable channels I think there was CNN one other cable channel uh, a couple more national ones um, the name's escaping me and I should know it because I had an experience with them but anyway so so there was Julia Child, and I thought, well, this would be fun. I could do a, be the host and have different chefs on and talk to them. And so that was the idea of the of the cooking, and it was called the Cooking Show. Very clever name, right? Actually, it's a great name. I mean, if you could get that first, the Cooking Show, you'd have. Whew. Uh, can you imagine having that that trademark like a? A show called The Cooking Show now on, you know, one of the big networks. Be huge. Anyway, I was a bit ahead of my time, I think. Um, which is good, you know, it's, might as well be ahead rather than, than, than behind. But I put it on Facebook if you want to watch it. And, uh, 
kind of fun. Some of the clothes we wore it was just a trip. But it's on Patrick Timpone Facebook if you like to watch it. You know, the curious story behind this, um, so you do a pilot. We did a pilot. So I had this tape, 35 minutes. It was a VHS tape. Of course, that's all we had in 1980. And I contacted uh, people in New York, some advertisers, some cable channels, Hearst, Hearst ABC. I knew I'd remember that is the name of the one. And I made some appointments and flew up to New York and that's where we did part of the of the pilot. The idea was you would go to a chef's home and then they would come back to the studio so you'd have a little clip with me, Patrick, with the chef's home, talking to them about what they do, what they cook, and then bring the chef into a studio in St. Louis in front of an audience. I mean, it was a great concept, really. I'm sure there's a million shows like it now. I mean, they have a cooking channel with 50 shows. Anyway, um, so that was the idea, and uh, we went up to New York and interviewed a fellow by the name of David McCorkle. He was quite a funny chap, and one of the reasons uh, I chose him, he was just a funny guy, and... Uh, um, real fun-loving guy, and he, he was really into all kinds of things, but we, we cooked omelets and souffles. We made the show about the egg. And it was really curious. I had not seen seen this video for about 20 years. Uh, again, we did it in, in 1980, and a dear friend of mine, she had the only copy that I had. I I don't know what happened to the only copy I had, and so she sent it to me on a on a thumb drive, and so I said, "Well, I'll put this on Facebook. It'll be fun." But I had not seen it, as I say, about twenty years. So here I'm in 1980, and part of the the whole thing about the egg was I was pitching the idea that there were two different kinds of eggs. There were commercial eggs you got at the store, and there were real eggs that you got from chickens that were on the grass and ate bugs and, and all of that. That was 43 years ago. It's amazing how you think about that. I, how did I even know that 43 years ago? I mean, I didn't even know that was in my awareness 43 years ago. And now, of course, it's, you know, it's well known that uh, these are the best eggs. But we did a thing on, on the show, and you can see it if you go on Facebook and where we actually showed the difference in the color of the kind of yellow and the orange with the with the real egg. We call them the real eggs. You can see it right on the camera. So the funny story about this was the very first person in New York I showed it to, there was a cable channel called Hearst ABC. It later morphed into uh, another channel that's 
still around today. It's changed hands over the years. This was, again, 40 years ago. And the guy loved it. I mean, he, he just thought it was great. He thought I was funny because I was, you know, a character. And uh, yeah, I think I can, we, can do, we can do something with this. And they actually wanted to buy it. So this is funny how life is. So I thought, well, if the first guy wants to buy it, I mean, maybe I really have something here. I should, I should mark it around. And I, you know, I was so brain dead when it come to business and stuff. And but anyway, never got, never got on. I think by the time I went back to them after I didn't sell it anywhere else, after a month or two. The fellow wasn't even there. The other person wasn't interested. So, you know, showbiz, you gotta, you really gotta, who knows, I mean, of course my life would have been completely different, And but our life is what we make it, and this is just not what, it just wasn't in the cards. You know, to do that at that point. So I don't know what the lesson is there. If somebody wants to buy what you have, sell it to them. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the lesson. I think about that with our screenwriting and, and you know, how I'm going to make a decision who you sell it to. And I don't know. It'll just be, you know, just be poetry in motion. You, you talk to people and you go with your best best shot of who you think will do the screen screen play justice, if you will, and do a good job with it and So we'll see. We have a weekend planned of screenwriting, making some pretty significant changes in our second one. I'm working with a with a director, a good friend of mine in Australia on the screenplay. And he's become very, very active with it. Send him a draft and then we go over and say, well, let's do this and do that. So he's real, he's real attentive to it and, and it's, a, it's quite a, an honor when you actually have somebody in the business that you know, it wants to take the time to do this. And he was just doing it as a friend, and finally he was spending so much time with it, I said, well, I'm just going to cut you in for 25% of this screenplay because you've really been helping me with it, and he appreciated that. And It's good to exchange energy like that. So we'll see. So we're going to make some major changes in it and I think they're going to be the last changes over the weekend. Our email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Again, the phone is not working this morning. 
So on Monday, we, we interviewed uh, Thomas Seafried. Hope you had a chance to listen to the audio or watch the video on BitChute, our BitChute channel. And you can comment there on both audio video. We had a lot of comments on it. I'll read you some of the comments. For me, one of the most, um, well, I thought it was one of the mo- one of the most important shows that we've done because it he really brought out clearly and succinctly, and he's been at this for a long time. Boston College works with people, top cancer people all over the world, and they study this, and they look at it in the lab, and they know what they're talking about. They're on it. They, this is, he's got about 125 peer-reviewed papers. And other than now that we really, we've, We've figured it over the years. We know we knew, sorta, kinda, sorta, but not to this extent. Uh, the foods that cause cancerous cells to grow, which is sugar, or glucose, glucose, and glutamine, and he goes into great depth on this. But before we get to that. something that I, we all assumed because they don't get it right and the their stats on on cancer patients healing people getting rid of cancer ditching it is terrible uh, people that do chemo and uh, the stats are just not good and the reason is of course is because you're going about it the wrong way and we've all known that chemo is not the way to go and but the way he explained it and the idea of a genetic mutation, which is what the entire cancer industry believes it is, and it just isn't. So, Earth just amazes me sometimes. Just blows my circuits. Here we have a brand name, Cancer, Cancer Inc. Back of the envelope, I suspect everything half a trillion dollars. I don't think that's an exaggeration per year spent with all this stuff. Research, you know, Cancer Institute, NIH, um, all this stuff. All these people, you know, the pink ribbons and they all mean well, but they just don't know what they're talking about. And it's all based on a false promise. Where have we heard that before? I'm not criticizing these people. I suspect most of them um, think they know what they're doing. I, I, I don't think they're bad people. I don't think the National Cancer Institute are, I don't know, how they can keep doing it though and, not, and things don't get better. So that, they certainly have to take responsibility for that and just keep throwing money and raising money and research on the same dumb stuff. It's just not 
a genetic mutation. It's like all diseases. It's a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical issue. Now, Seafried only dealt with the physical, but he knows, and we, we sketched on it, and we all know that that worry and angst, stress, plays a huge role in everything. And cancer probably, I would think, cancer even more than any. I believe so. For when we are not happy and in the flow and and doing what we want to do and are in a bad relationship and, you know, the whole thing, right? Um, it's, it's almost impossible not to cause the body problems. And then when you add foods that are not um, congruent with the human condition and and then, of course, the toxins and the chemicals and all the yuck stuff that goes in there, which causes oxidation of the biomolecules, which causes... So, I mean, we know how this stuff all works. I mean, we're really getting clear on all of it. The crazy, you know, the crazy part, but the interesting part, I didn't realize, and that's not what I... I didn't really... Well, I kind of knew that he was... Um, promoting a low carb uh, diet. That's how I. That's how I first come in contact to one of the carnivore people we're interviewing him. So it turns out that all of this stuff we've been doing on carnivore, um, promoting carnivore ideas, keto, low carb. That's the best way to say it. Just low carb or no carb which is carnivore keto and um, is even more accurate than I thought because glucose which is the residue from carbohydrates all carbohydrates glucose so that's all grains and bread and cookies and cakes and crackers, rice, whatever, pasta, potatoes, everything. Starches, carbohydrates create glucose. The body creates glucose. And glucose and glutamine is what feeds cancer cells. I mean, they know it. They proved it. It just does. They get people off of carbs and they do some fun things to kick off some of the glutamine and the tumors shrink. No chemo, no muscle, no fuss, the tumors shrink. So this plays into the idea and the, the anecdotal stories that we've heard for last year or so that people get on a primarily meat, fat, no carbs, few vegetables diet, they feel better. 
they look better, they get stronger. Who knows what, what's going on in their body when you get off the carbs. So I don't think it's, it's not a conspiracy against carbohydrates. I don't think it's, it's even a question anymore. If you want to eat carbohydrates, fine. Um, I'm sure you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll have whatever experience that you, that you want to have with them. And if you want to eat them, and up to you. Frankly, knowing what I know about carbohydrates, um, I have no interest in, in eating them myself. Something really, isn't it? Something? And how these things kind of came in. And you know, what's, what's funny too is I just can't eat that much meat. I mean, I just can't. You know, it's like I was eating so much more meat steaks hamburger when I first started this this uh, animal based diet six seven months ago I don't know how long has it been I think it was May June July August September October November December no what was it May June July October wow it's been quite a long time nine ten months I've eaten a lot Meat two or three times, and I just can't eat that much now. I just, I'm just eating now when I eat some steak, maybe three or four ounces, mostly fat, more fat, butter, goat's milk, um, tallow, beef tallow, eggs, a little bit of cheese, fish. Eating fish a couple times a week, and that's about it. Not a lot of meat. Just a little guy, it's hard to eat a lot. You just don't need that much. Meat is so... So nutrient-dense. It really is. So it's kind of fun not eating... eating a lot of food. So that's my uh, story there. But the entire cancer model, farm, big pharma, uh, huge. The huge Complexes they build, the hospitals, cancer center, MD Anderson Cancer Center. I mean, they're like cities. Hmm. Insurance companies, Medicare, Medicaid, the whole thing. Huge amount of money and pain and suffering, all based on a false premise. That's a Mutation, the, gene, the genes mutate, and you know we don't really know why they do it. You're just unlucky. 
and blah, blah, blah. And so we're just going to kill it with chemo. Bad genes, bad luck. And the whole thing would end if they just got people off of carbohydrates and learned a few tricks of the trade how to get rid of the glutamine and the whole the whole cancer thing would just but you're talking about a half a trillion dollars can you imagine the energy around that kind of money don't take my my study this not going to stop talking about thousands and millions of people involved millions and all have a financial dog in the hunt every one of them their research their products their treatments and you know doctors and nurses hospitals not going to change I'm the most positive guy in the world but it's not going to ever change just like virtually all of the spooky spookiness going on on the earth plane today. It is so ingrained in the consciousness of people. We're talking about the money and wars. The V word. I won't say it because we're starting to, starting to put it up on some of our things on YouTube, but you know what I mean. The dreaded V word. All made up. All of it built on. <laughs> How is it even possible that we're on this earth plane and the entire game is rigged from top down as far as you can go? Medicine, finance, government, wars, <laughs> cosmology, you know spinning around the earth. Wrong. Wow. The entire thing. Can I get some water here? Hi, Doodle. It's, hi, baby. What's you doing? Gotta step over Doodle. Don't have much room here. It's hard to maneuver. Step over doodle. I mean everything. You know, you know the money thing. I mean, we we've been uh, taught by Andrew Goss over over all these years. beginning a long time ago and the whole thing was made up I mean they, they just you know the, 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 it's there's no substance to it and Federal Reserve Bank and, and the banks just create money on a computer and then loan it to us at interest and the whole thing is just a fugazi <laughs> what was that line in Wolf of Wall Street, a Wall Street, that great scene with Matthew McConaughey.
Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. The whole thing. Fairy tale. So where does that leave us? That leaves us in a great position because we then can focus on what's real. Because everything else is not, right? So once you understand what is not God, the easier it is to understand what is spirit, what is God, because pretty much everything is, I mean, it's, it's all a part of God, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> when I say that, I mean the idea of what, what, where do we want to put our attention on? Huh. Our email is Patrick at one radio network.com. Sorry, no phones this morning, just email if you want to. This is from Harmony. As an aside, I'd like to comment that adopting the Dr. Seafried cancer model also hinders many other niches of medicine because hypothetically people would get better from many other things like asthma, type 2 diabetes, uh, Russell's Lake Syndrome. Can you imagine? I agree. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the carnivore keto people and the low-carb people have been you know, talking about this for, for a long time. These carbohydrates are just not meant for the human body. I mean, this... Harmony, it's a great point. I mean, the whole... Agriculture is only like 10,000 years old when they decided to, oh, well, let's just plant stuff so we don't have to go out and, you know, kill a, kill a bear or whatever we eat for breakfast. You know, and rice and their seeds, their grasses. We weren't meant to eat this stuff. You know, we just weren't. Sorry, I mean, it's... Absolutely crazy how preventing symptoms would hurt the economy. Wow. We ask ourselves, is peace and better health more important than this crazy game? And yes, it is. My dear Harmony, I assume you're a woman, but Harmony could be a boy. Guys are in Harmony too. Exactly. Exactly. Stay away from all of it. We are, we are entering into a, an opportunity unlike any that we've ever experienced in this reality. And this is a big one. I mean, think about it. Every system, <laughs> and this is only coming to light to what, the last 20 years or so, little by little, piece by piece, bit by bit. I mean, real historians, the people who really study all the history, I mean, they've known the whole history, real history, you know, the wars and, you know, the Federal Reserve and people like Andrew Goss and Eustace Mullins and the banking thing for the last hundred years. And so there's been real, um, there's been real crusaders out there who, 
you know, who write about this stuff and write books about it. But now, it is all coming like everywhere, little by little. Not just just show, but I mean, things that uh, this fellow Joe Rogan is bringing out. He has like 12 million, 12 million, like Tucker Carlson now and on Fox. I see some of his clips. He's getting pretty, pretty feisty. I'm not sure how long he'll be there with everything, the, you know, the V and everything. The V, the V, the V and the V. There's two Vs, right? One V and two Vs. The V, that V that doesn't exist and the V that, Shoot you with a V. But everything. It's great, isn't it? And and you talk about serendipitous and nothing, there's no accidents. Let me do it. Promote a couple of products before we do that. It is the biggest sale of the year. Wow, I'm going to get some on colostrum. I think it's 20, 20% off. That's huge. If you've not tried colostrum, you, I think you're really missing out on a, on a great product. Here, Daniel, going to tell you about it, and then I'll tell you about the sale that's going on beginning today. Whoops. That didn't work. Here you go. This will work. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Yes, you see the uh, V thing is out there. Daniel's a pretty smart guy too, but when he did that commercial, I don't know if he still, you know, he uh, believes in the, the V. He's not a bad guy. Very, I, I love the guy, but it's prolific. It's everywhere. It's it's just a part of our culture, but it's it's changing.
We have 20% off on the colostrum. A lot of good things in here. You And you could make, and I'm going to start doing it, you could do colostrum and also on sale if you use promo code OPTIMIZE, O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E, 20% off. It's the biggest sale of the year. They do it every year at this time in um, February, March. Optimize 20% off colostrum. And then he has a great product, which is black walnuts. Black walnuts. And that's all they are, are, are harvested in the woods, literally. And they just, they use a CO2 extraction method. And it's, a, it's pretty powerful. So you could do that with some almond, well, almond milk. I do it with goat's milk and the, and the colostrum and then the, the walnuts. You talk about a super duper, super duper breakfast thing. Whew, forget about it. Forget about it. Use promo code optimize and get twenty percent on colostrum, and then look at the at the walnut uh, product, black walnut. I think it's called. It's on survival. Well, knowing full well that the entire monetary system thing is so cattywampus that we have no idea um, what's happening. Actually, we have a very good idea what's happening. That's the that's the beautiful thing. It is. Um, there's no getting around how this is going to end with the dollar. I know it's a big statement. Uh, We're going to talk to Martin Armstrong next week about the dollar in Russia. But after studying the monetary system beginning in the 90s with Andrew Goss, early 90s, and now with Fred ongoing and uh, wrote the screenplay The Real World of Money and there's absolutely nothing that is going to save this monetary system as we know it. They can't do it. They, they, they just can't do it. There's too much debt. There's too many dollars out there. There's um the Treasury spends a trillion and a half dollars more each year than they take in. The Social Security fund is not there. So money's going there that comes in. The whole thing is a fugazi. It's just a fugazi. It's just a fairy tale. And I don't know what they think they're going to do, but they're just going to continue to raise interest rates to make it more difficult for banks to get money from the Fed and hopefully to slow things down, but they're not going to do anything. They have no idea what they're doing. I could seriously run the Treasury or the Fed. I mean, that's scary. That's a scary thought. A talk show guy, you know, who studied... You know, he's only just studied this stuff. They didn't go to 
university uh, about I don't have a PhD in economics. It's crazy. So one good thing that you can do, I'll put it back up here, is you can call my good friend Fred Shevsky at 800-878-2646. That's right. 800-878-2646. And get you, grab yourself some gold and silver coins. And hedge yourself against inflation. That's what we're doing. Hedging ourselves against inflation. I'm going to demonstrate, uh, I think I'm going to do it, demonstrate the X3 uh, a little bit later on in this show, show you how it works. Especially, I'm going to do a little exercise that would be very appealing to men and women. And we'll do a chest exercise and show you how we do it. This is the, this is a great technology. It's called X3. It is using latex bands, and you can see the picture here, or if you're just listening on audio, go on one radio network and uh, click on it, click on the ad, and you can click around on, on Jquish, and you can watch videos and, and see if you want to get it. You can finance this little puppy, uh, 12 months, whatever, I think 12 months. It's about $500. You can do 50 bucks a month or something. That's what I did. And by the time you pay it off, you're going to have more muscles you knew was possible and stronger. So it's not just the idea of building up um, your metabolism, uh, building up muscles, and you know, kind of looking better, that kind of thing. But it's also a nice spiritual if you will, uh, exercise. Because the more we do things that are just a little bit more uncomfortable, I mean, you can either just get a cup of coffee and, and surf the internet, which is pretty easy to do and pretty addictive, or, <laughs> yeah, or do something, you know, lift something or stretch yourself or, you know, whatever, you know. So, Generally, if we're not doing what we want to do as a spiritual being, um, the tendency is to to not do it because everything that we've... Oh, you know how it works. No, I'll do it tomorrow. No, maybe I'll do this. And it's just... It's, that's not who we are. It's just our... The mind, you know. That's what it is. And it's, I don't know, it's probably always going to be there a little bit. Why don't you do that? No. So the more you just do what you want, it's, it's very powerful. The stronger we get spiritually. Because we say, well, I can do that. I can do that. I'll do something else. I'll clean out the closet. I've been wanting to clean out that closet for a year. Man, I'll do that. It's just, it's just that simple. We... Um, have the opportunity to do what we want. Do what we want. All the time. So, check it out. It's called X3. It's on our website. See the ad? Click it out. Uh, no promo code. Just click on it 
X3OneRadioNetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, that was easy. Well, it's going to be about 70 degrees here, man. That'll be great. Get out in the sun. I get out in the sun a little bit. My ear itches. And I probably don't even need this. Since we don't have the phones. Oh, well. Phones are not working this morning. Uh, the 800 line is... It's been rained out. It's been rained out. An email here. I really think, believe we could have a better world if we operated in truth. For example, if we humans had the truth ingrained in our upbringing, we could get into things like raising animals the right way, making our own clothing and implements again, (laughs) taking up trades and skills that support life. In other words, we need to get back to being generalist or deindustrialization versus specialist and large-scale industry model. Please interview more people that offer solutions. As much as I appreciate Seafried, he's not moved as far as to solutions like others. Well, yeah, I mean, he tells you what the problem is. The solutions you change, that's it. So, come on, come on. Don't, it's not up to Seafried. I propose bringing back real economies that don't rely on war and trading and money and interest, God bless. Yeah, well, that's up to you. So you, the only way you do that is you do it in your own life. You're not going to change anybody else or cause a, a movement to bring in more. You know, that, that's all. I, I like those people, and they're great, and they give you ideas. Uh, but just you do it. You. It's the only person you can control. We've talked to regenerative farmers. We talk to these people all the time. And they're there. That information is there. So support these people. That's great. Support them. Support the people that are doing the right thing. But our shows, between you and my, everything that we talk about here is to help you to understand that you are the world. You are it. Um, You, you you. And when you change, everybody else change. Just, just. So Seafried's out there saying, this is the way it is. We can show you. We can prove it. He writes 125 peer-reviewed papers and anybody that wants to listen changes their diet and they're good. 
but we, we just, you know, So, there are people like you, perhaps, you can get with folks in your neighborhood to do co-ops and grow gardens together. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you think is the right thing for you. And You're never going to change that to anybody else the way they raise their kids like you would like to. So have some kids and raise them that way. Be a good example. Have some kids. Have a bunch. We need more kids. We are the change. You and me. That's it. We have been, uh, you know, and this started in the 70s. We've been kind of tricked into believing that um, we can change the world, the other people. And that's a trap. That is a trap. It's a spiritual trap. I know people that think that they're here to change the world, save the world. It's a trap of the lower worlds that they'll trap you into believing that the world needs to be different than the way it is and that if you just get enough people together like socialist stuff they talk about, Green New Deal and all this stuff, then it's just a trap. It'll just suck you in and you're not going anywhere. Just do whatever you can do this moment this moment, next moment, tomorrow to make your life better. And if that means growing your own food or trading with your neighbors or, I don't know, making your own clothes like you suggested, make your own clothes. Um, we did a show, oh, I was talking about the water fasting, how I did the water fast, right? And then after I started fasting, after I started eating again, then I had this, I did the water fast because I wanted to get more information on this uh, silly um, little burning thing I had in my tummy. And, and you know, I, what I didn't eat for a couple of days and then I started eating again. And then that night, after I started eating again, I had a dream experience. It showed me exactly what I wanted to know. And I I think I talked about it as like from God. And then people say, it's not from God. It's from visualization. This can be done through visualization alone. But we have been so entrained to think things come from outside of us that we miss the source which has their own thinking. That's true. Visualization is powerful, and when we understand this kind of realm, terrain, world we're living in, it's an imaginal realm, a realm where our visualization creates reality. That's right. This is a big thing to understand and changes everything when we do it. 
It all comes from our own thinking. So to think that it comes from God is not recognizing really, and thus it keeps us away from our full potential. Not true. No. We are, are, yes, we are the world, and it all comes from us, but the us that you know, that you are not understanding, is there are things, states of consciousness, that you and I do not, are not aware of. And that, those states are available, information, ideas, not from us visualizing what it is. If we would know exactly what it is we, is the issue, we would visualize it. But the information comes from areas more expanded than us, which is called, I call God or spirit. So I don't think you, this person really gets it. But they think they do. I don't, in my opinion, they don't. It all comes from our own thinking, yes. So to think that this comes from God is not recognizing reality. I know, we do create our own reality, but how um, we get insights to expand our thinking in ways that is other than us, is what I'm saying. Even though it is part of us. So to think that we know it all and we don't need any help, any guidance, any spiritual teacher is really a big mistake, in my opinion. Because we do. That's what God is. Here, try this. Spirit, try this. Spiritual teachers, try this. Oh, I didn't think of that. Okay. Uh, this is from Anna. Uh, looking forward to hearing about more about your last screenplay. I'm not sure which one she means there. Was curious, was curious if you heard the rumor that the Titanic actually wasn't the Titanic proper, but another ship they said was the Titanic was sunk as part because the opponents of the Federal Reserve were on that ship. I never heard that one. I know that the uh, Lusitania, the Lusitania, that was sunk. I think that ship was coming over to bring um, um, war, or lots of equipment and missiles for the for the for Hitler or something. I I don't know all the. I used to know it. Yeah, the only thing in in um, the only thing new in this world is the history we don't know. I'm sure there's so much stuff that we have no idea. That I don't know about the Titanic. 
It was a great movie, though. 